You're listening to Irish Radio Canada at Home and Abroad and uh, we've been chatting with Rory Makem and Dan Stiff because they are going to be here in town on the November 6th at Centrepoint, Meridian Theatre Centrepoint, the Voices of Ireland. And they are joined by Marchi de Kogan, a son Kunda Kurki, as Tom Marchi and our show. Uh, so your first gig in Canada, you're telling us. It's first gig in Canada. I'm really excited. Uh, and Johnny has been trying to get me up there for years. Um, and it's finally come to fruition. Uh, delighted, of course, to be sharing the stage with such uh, great sages of the ballad, like Rory Makem and Dan Stiff. Uh, beautiful voices. I'll have to do my best to, to keep up with them. Um, and uh, to, to play in Canada is going to be some crack. Now, Martin, I know that um, you also, I, I'm, I'm looking for the right word here, but I won't say lapse into storytelling. Well, I suppose, uh, you know, the ballads that I try and find, Aston, wouldn't be very well known, you know, and the stories in themselves are so fantastic that I like to give a bit of the backstory to us, you know. Right. And then uh, you, might, you, you, you might go out on a tangent and there should be great crack between you and, and the listener right. when things go right. Because, of course, that in a good gig, what you're doing is you're picking up the sense from the audience and you're able to... You feed off each other. Yeah. I mean, so what are you there for, you know, if it's not to be with the audience? You know what I mean? Um, and I'm a storyteller since I was very small. I've been asked to tell stories since we were having parties in the kitchen at home. That was my party piece, the, the story tell. And you'd... The big skill of a storyteller, Aston, is to know the right story for the right time. But, um, you know, to be there in front of the audience uh, and to be able to tell the stories of your place and to have them get it and to be in the same place as yourself while you're telling the story, as in they come on the journey with you through the story, is something beautiful. I heard you did a great job when you used to be going to school. You'd arrive in at maybe mid-morning and you'd get away with it with the story you tell. Ah, sure, yeah. They'd often say, did you bring the evening echo with you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They said, you either need a clock or a compass. That's or both. <laughs> so, Martin, what have you been up to? Well, I'll tell you what. Um, uh, we... We did a run of a play over the summer. I wrote a play with a great friend of mine, Brian Desmond, when we were in college um, nearly 20 years ago, and we did it in California over the summer. It's a play called The Bogman. It's a one-man show with two of us in it. <laughs> and uh, you know, writes the richest story about a, a fellow from the Bogs of Ireland coming to America and making it. But um, then after that, Asher, I was teaching storytelling at the Swananoa Celtic Week, uh, and we had great crack there. I really enjoy the kind of um, uh, communion of, of, of minds at that place and trying to, to pass on what I know about storytelling. And then, uh, Erisher, you know, gigs come and go. I'm off to um, uh, Austin at the start of the month for the Celtic Fest in Austin uh, and then on to yourselves and then there's a couple of things with Tourism Ireland. I'm doing a bit of work with Tourism Ireland uh, and the Meet in Ireland um, programme. Right. Uh, 
I was in Las Vegas teaching thousands how to play the ball on. Uh, and hoping that they'll visit Ireland on the back of it, um, which was great crack. At the IMEX, I don't know if any of your listeners know about the kind of um, incentive programs for companies uh, that they'd go and people would organise meetings abroad and we're trying to tempt them to Ireland. Anyway. Yeah, I know there was a lot of work going on in Tourism Ireland. They're doing great work in that end and I see the uh, stuff coming out that is encouraging, uh, are encouraging conferences, businesses, all these kind of things, to use Ireland as a yeah. base to have your trade show, your conference, etc. Yes, I mean, it's massive, and, and you know, it's, it's a fabulous place, it's great for any of your listeners that want to go there. The road work, or the road network now, is, is fabulous to tour around, you know, um, uh, and sure, I bring tour buses the odd time to Ireland, and it's something great for me to go because when you go home, you know yourself, Aspen, all you do is you, you go to all the relatives for tea and you see the inside of houses and the side of fires and then you're back in the plane and you don't see anything. So it's lovely to go on a tour bus with, with people from this side of the world and to see the beauty of it beyond uh, the teacups and the fireplace. But anyway, other than that, Aspen, I've started to write a bit more again. Right. I'm writing some short stories and things like that. And sure, trying to find older songs you know, trying to find new songs. That's a, I get great joy out of finding something that very few are singing or no one is singing. Right. And um, kind of taking it into my own repertoire, you know. Right, it's, right. It's like, it's like a fellow at the beach with the, with the, um, with the, the metal detector. That's what I'm like knowing <laughs> books and YouTube right. and things like that. Right. And, and of course, the guy with the metal detector, all he needs to do is find one treasure. That's it. You could be there all year. And you find one treasure in your lap. And, and I'm writing a few songs as well myself, things like that. Right. It's hard to keep the mind steady. I know, I know. Um, I was going to say to you, you know, it's a great improvement since they put in the dual carriageway down to Cork. Oh, massive. Massive. It's no longer one way. Get up to Dublin and find a job. Now they're coming back. <laughs> That's the way, yeah. They're all coming to Cork now. I <laughs> know for your listeners... Yeah, Austin's laughing now because the road to Cork used to be very long. Because if you if you can imagine the days before the motoring car, a horse could only really draw for about 25 miles in the full day. So it would be 12 and a half miles out and 12 and a half miles back. So if you're driving for 200 miles and there's a bottleneck, every 12 and a half miles could take a long time because that's where the next town would be for to water your horse. So every 12 and a half miles, you had this bottleneck of cars. So when we're going up to the match, of a big Sunday, whether it's the All-Ireland semi-final or the All-Ireland itself, which we used to go to a lot in the 80s and 90s. And um, you'd, be, you'd be hours. You'd have to leave at 6 o'clock in the morning to be there for the match at noon. Like, and it's only 200 miles. But nowadays you do it in two hours, no, no trouble at all. That's right. That's right. So, Martin, let's... No remi- packing sandwiches anymore. <laughs> oh, well, the days of packing sandwiches are gone anyway, because now you can drop off at Supermax. Oh, You're like... That's right, yeah. <laughs> you can, yeah. Lango, dear listener, Lango, we used to have a flask. My mother would make a flask of tea, or oftentimes hot water, and you'd pour it into a bag later on, but before the bag, it would be a flask of tea with milk and sugar and all inside it. And uh, there'd be hang sandwiches, and you might have some uh, uh, other kind of cuts of meat, maybe. Uh, like if the chicken was at the end, you'd get the real end of the chicken in the sandwich, and it, you'd stop halfway as if like you're on a major hike 
the Kilimanjaro or something, <laughs> and you'd be worn out that you had to stop on the side of the road, and you wouldn't be the only one. There'd be banks of cars stopping, having their flask of tea, and maybe some soup. Yeah. And uh, at eight o'clock in the morning, like after leaving at six, and your sandwiches. Yes. And God, there was one time the brother Barra he made marmalade sandwiches. He made marmalade sandwiches for what we were going to have at noon. Of course, like he was making it at breakfast. We were having it later. God, the Ferrari of the <laughs> like, who in their right mind would make marmalade sandwiches for lunch? I'll never forget it. Anyway, they're the kind of things we used to do long ago. Indeed, and not that long ago. No, it's not. But talking again, you're coming sixth of November, seven p.m. Meridian Theatres, that's Centre Point Drive, and uh, Voices of Ireland. You can get tickets for that six one three five eight zero. 2700 or at com, and we've been chatting here with Marching the Kogan. Thanks very much, Aston. Great Great